Okay, good morning. Welcome to everybody that's tuned in this morning. This is WNZN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio, 89.1 FM radio. And we're really happy that you tuned in this morning. This is our second get-together since the start of the new year, 2021. And um, we thought last time a great way to start out the new year is with looking at this whole thing of prayer. So I'm here at the studio uh, with my good friend and assistant, David Abood. David, good great to, to be you. here, John. Good to have you aboard. Yeah. And my friend and his son, Tristan Abood. Good, good to be back. Thank you. Good to have you, Tristan. Okay, um, so like I said last week, mm -hmm. we looked at prayer. Now, that topic could actually cover three, four, or five yeah. radio sessions. Yes. But we just try to highlight it and uh, particularly looking at what does the Bible say about how to get prayers answered, you know, and uh, the, as we communicate mm -hmm. with God. And then we learn his will through his word. And so we see it's a process where we speak to God in prayer and he speaks to us in his word. The more of God's word we know, the more of his will and the more effectual our prayers will be. That's why Jesus says in John chapter 15, verse 7 and 8, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it will be granted to you. Mm -hmm. So we see that. So today we're going to expand on that prayer, but look at something that's not often studied or taught, and that's the whole combination of prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. Prayer and fasting. And you see that, I mean, early on in the great uh, Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus is talking about uh, praying, and he talks in chapter 6, when he says, when you pray, verse 6, go into your room or your closet, shut the door, pray your Father who sees in secret, will reward you openly. So that, this kind of picks up on the prayer, the idea that we can pray privately, uh -huh. God hears that. We can pray in a group or corporately, God hears and answers prayer, mm -hmm. and he rewards us. The other thing is about giving. He says, when you give, uh, don't let your left hand see what your right hand is giving. So your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So don't tell people you're giving and make a big mm -hmm. show of it. Mm -hmm. But the third one, and this is very important, is fasting. Mm -hmm. And it's in verse 16 of Matthew chapter 6, um, verse um, 16 through 18. Uh, again, this is where Jesus is referencing fasting here. And he says, um, <coughs> Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces and they might appear to men to be fasting. In other words, he says they've received their reward. People are saying, oh, look how spiritual you are. You're fasting today, or you're fasting for two days. But when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face. In other words, don't make it a show that you're fasting. Just go about your everyday life. So you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place. And when your Father who sees in secret, he will reward you openly. Mm. So there we see three things that God will reward us for. Number one is prayer. Number two is giving. Mm -hmm. And number three is <clears throat> prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry, fasting. And many people don't realize the combination of this prayer and fasting to some suggest that it amplifies our prayer, intensifies our prayer life. Any thought on this, David or Tristan, before we move forward? Um. So, it, you know, what I found, John, I just looked this up to see what's mentioned in the Bible, and it says fasting is mentioned over 70 times 
throughout the scripture in the Old Testament, there were two types of fasting, public and private. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, one of the things that interested me is I I started back with Moses Mm -hmm. just to see, you know, what he did. And he fasted before receiving the Ten Commandments in Exodus 34, 28. So he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He neither ate bread nor drank water. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. So Moses fasted for 40 days and 40 nights without food and water, which is not possible for humans, right, to survive that. Not water. Right. So you see the supernatural involved here with the fasting. And the thing, you know, and and then the Ten Commandments were given to him. But Uh you just see... The, the the importance of connecting to God that way. Oh, yeah. So God sustained him. <laughs> yeah, they were uh, the direct. Right. It, but the importance of fasting was to prepare Moses for receiving the Ten Commandments. Revelation. So if that's what he had to do to be in position to receive, there's something to this. Oh, yeah. yeah we're where you're connected to God, exactly right? Exactly right. So I was going to ask you about the strength of that Well, to, to prepare to, us for a big endeavor. There's multiple reasons people fast. Right. And one of them is revelation, mm-hmm. that God reveals something. You see that with Daniel. We right. see that in the New Testament, too. But the thing with you touched down with Moses, he fasted 40 days. The human body uh, can go quite a while without food. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, you'll see prisoners on a fast, like the IRA in Ireland did mm-hmm. back when they were having the fight with the yeah. British. They had uh, Irish prisoners... <laughs> in the Mays prison, and they were fasting up to 50 days, no food. Wow. But when it got longer oh, than that, smells. they were dying because they didn't want IV drip <laughs> to put in to nourish them. But water, yeah, you can't go more than, a, uh, I'm not sure, my Isn't doctor friend. No, I've I heard three days. It's three, only three days. Three days is what I heard. You dehydrate. It's three, man. But, but notice, there's three people that's referenced in the Bible that fast for 40 days. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Moses, right? Jesus, Jesus, and Elijah. Elijah. Yeah. Okay. Look at that group. Who are the three people <laughs> uh, yeah. on the Mount of Transfiguration? Right. There Moses, they are. Jesus and Elijah. There you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying there's a connection there, but it is interesting. That is wow. interesting. So people will say, well, we see it in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. but what about the New Testament? Well, Jesus just spoke of prayer and fasting in Matthew chapter 6, but he says this in Matthew chapter 9. Mm-hmm. Um, when his followers come to him, and they're talking about, well, about the Pharisees and John, the Baptist disciples. They fast often. And he says this in verse 14. Do you have that, Tristan? Yes. Uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 14 and 15. Then the disciples of John came to him, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The day will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. There you go. You see, who's the bridegroom? Jesus. Jesus. He's with them now, right? right? And these three years of ministry. Right. But when he goes back to heaven, what are they going to do? They'll Start fast. They'll fast. So it is on us today as Christians to fast. To, to fast. I mean, all Christians agree you should pray, right? Mm-hmm. And all Christians believe we should give, you know, generously. It's it a little confusing. Why wouldn't they fast when Christ was here? I'm just curious. What well, was the... well, for one thing... Um, this was ritual because Christ Himself fasted in, in forty the wilderness. days in the wilderness. Yeah. So why weren't the disciples? I think the point he's making here is the Pharisees and the John the Baptist. They were doing it on a regular basis. Jesus was in a mobile ministry. He's moving. Okay. He's he's going in confrontation, going here. So they may not have had the uh, opportunity to fast. But he's setting it up for the fact that 
when he leaves, the church has a mandate here. Christians have a mandate to fast. We're, we're to uh, fast. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons fasting is that we touched on a little bit with Moses is revelation. You actually can receive uh, revelation. Uh, and that's, that's uh, in the scripture. You'll see that mm -hmm. in Acts chapter 13. Um, this was the first place people are called Christians is in Syria, is in Antioch, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're in this church in uh, Acts chapter 13. And something very interesting goes on there. If, I don't know if you have it, um, or I can read from my text Go ahead here. Some if you have it. Yeah, so Verse is that 1 through 3. Acts 13, 13, 1 through 3. Do you have that one open? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh -huh, yeah. Uh, which chapter, Jan? Chapter 13. Right, what verse? 1 through 3. Okay. Now in the church of Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius of Cyrene, Menon, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me uh, Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Now this is important. Uh -huh. This is the first place believers are called Christians at huh. this church in Antioch. Yeah, Probably not far wow. from where your ancestors grew up, wow. David. Right? I, yeah, that's something. Uh, and it's a cult. It's a diverse cultural group. Uh -huh. Look, there's Barnabas. There's Simeon, who's called Niger. Lucius, Cyrene. Uh -huh. They even have somebody from Herod's own palace. Right. This particular. But notice they're praying and they're fasting. And when they do that, God reveals something to them. One of the reasons of, of, of prayer and fasting is revelation. If you need guidance, if you're just trying to discern God's will for your life or your, what's, what's happening, then the Holy Spirit says, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work. And then after that, it says they fasted and prayed, laid hands on them, and sent them away. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It empowered. So they're going on a missionary journey, and this is one of the shorter missionary journeys, and they go and they start planting churches. Uh, and then look what happens when they start returning. They appoint elders in chapter 14 of where they planted churches. And it says this in verse 23. They're coming back now off this missionary journey. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had mm -hmm. believed. No, look at that. How did this whole thing start? With prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. How did this mission journey stop, come to a full circle? Prayer and fasting. Right. It's a very, very important thing as we look at this whole issue of prayer and fasting. Well, somebody might say, well, what's, what's fasting? Classically, fasting is you're going without food. Yeah. That's the, now, there is a fast in Daniel where they go without eating the king's food. You know, it's like a limited fast. Right. But most fast, you're drinking water and you're not eating food. That's, that's normal biblical fasting. Um, and so, so the, the main thing, obviously, they had an uphill battle um, for what they were doing with the church planning, mm. especially during those times. Mm. So by fasting, you know, I'm thinking of the throne room, mm -hmm. right? And, and we're looking at the, you know, the outer perimeter mm -hmm. with the, you know, the prophets or the elders sitting there with their golden bowls. And yes. they said the incense is our prayers. Yes. So if, if you're thinking about it, fasting you know, God looks at it differently because it seems like the incense that's coming up then is more serious. Is that the idea? Because he knows that we're depriving ourselves? Well, yes and food? no. Um, one yeah. thing is, it says in the scripture, Psalm 35, verse 13, the psalmist yeah. says, 
I humbled my soul with fasting. Same thing is said in Psalm 69, verse 10. Yeah. I humble my soul. So one of the things when you pray for effectual prayer is humility, to be humble before God. Yeah. And, and, and fasting oh, is, a, yeah. is a source of acting humility. You're saying, I'm going to forsake my daily food that I might focus on prayer and seeking the Lord. Hmm. So it's, it, it, it is, you know, it has this quality to it that it humbles us. That's why when... Jonah went and preached to the Ninevites, which are extremely wicked people. He says, judgment's going to come. They put on sackcloth, which in ashes, which is like a form of repentance, like woe is me. But they fasted and prayed. Hmm. Because, again, you want to be broken before the Lord, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and they're doing it all day for days. I mean, what does that look like? I mean, like, what are you praying all day? I mean, I don't know. How, how would that look? How would that be well, broken down? God forbid, but if this country ever had a calamity, uh -huh. a major civil war, yeah. something yeah. terrible yeah. happened, we would get very <clears throat> real, real quick. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You'd seek God, you'd be praying, just like after 9-11, but intensify that a little bit. You know, you're praying to God, you're praying for deliverance, you're praying for protection, you're praying for food, and churches are coming together. So at that moment, you don't want food, because you're... You know where it says desperate people do desperate things? Mm -hmm. Often in the Old Testament, when you see Israel fasting, right. they're fasting at a time of national uh, threat. The Assyrians are coming down. Mm -hmm. They're going to be invaded. There's a drought. Something's going on, and they're going to seek the Lord and fast. So fasting, the thing to do is it fasts now while we're, things are good, so to speak, um, because that will make us stronger when we need to at that, that particular time if there's a crisis. But really, my opinion, I think fasting and prayer should be incorporated into every Christian's life. Just like yeah. reading the Bible, memorizing scripture, praying, being a part of a church. And every Wednesday or Tuesday, don't you fast, Jan? Well, Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on what appointments I have. You and, know, and so how does that look? What do you do during the day when you fast once a week? Like, what do you well, do? you just, the day is normal. It's just like a regular day, but you just focus, you know, throughout the day, you take time to prayer, you're studying the scripture. You're not making a big deal of it. You just, but it, one of the things we're going to see when you fast, mm -hmm. number one, is you want to be, um, repent. In other words, you, if you got known sin, repent from known sin. You want to have a clear passageway to God. You know, he says, if you have something against your brother, Go and make it right, and then come back and pray. You know, so one of the things Dean, Dean Sherman brought up to us, uh, the spiritual warfare professional and mm -hmm. professor, I asked him, how do you strengthen your armor? Because he mm -hmm. said we all have it. Right. And uh, you weren't here for that, were you, Tristan? No, no, I was not. Um, and he said, remove bitterness, right. and forgiveness are key. That's, because that's Jesus, you know, was, was put on the cross and... So um, when you're fasting, are you then, if you have something against somebody, are you asking God to forgive you for your bitterness feeling? Well, it could be anything that's being exposed. Okay. It could be lust. It could be unforgiveness. Oh. It could be envy. It could be anger, jealousy, anger. it is. You yeah. want God to, uh, yeah. uh, you know, basically um, forgive you because you want a clean heart. Before, right. Then, then you want to be thanksgiving. You're mm -hmm. thankful for the enters the guards of things, courts with thanksgiving. Okay. And then you're asking for his will, and you're being very specific. When you fast and pray, we should be specific. You're not saying, okay, mm -hmm. Lord, bless all the missionaries in the world, or Lord, feed all the... You want to be really specific so you know when God answers that prayer, it's very specific. 
You see what I'm saying, David? Yeah. But it could be an issue in the family. It could be an issue with church. It could be um, financial. It could be your job situation. Whatever it might be. But try to be as specific. <coughs> you go to prayer and fasting. That's why I even have a prayer journal. Uh, I'll show you in a second. Hmm. That you kind of keep records of these kinds of things. You know, I started, I started one this year because you've told me about that for a while. Um, you know, and, and we did... Do we cover, yeah, Matthew uh, 6, 16 through 18? Um, again, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites right. do, for they disfigure their faces to show they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you're fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Right. So, you know... That's the part that needs to be understood, too, is if we're doing this the right way, we are going to get God's favor in all areas. And Jesus didn't say if we fast, but when we fast. So apparently we're supposed to be doing this regularly, right? Yeah, and, and the, the key verse there is reward. Yes, I mean, exactly. it says in Hebrews chapter yeah. 11, right. He that cometh to God must believe that God is and that he is a rewarder mm -hmm. of those that will diligently seek him. Well, one of the things fasting does is, is it emphasizes you're diligent. You see? But yeah. who does not want to receive a reward from no God? Okay. No <laughs> I mean, come yeah. on. You know, okay, let's see some of the things that uh, <laughs> fasting achieves. And you're going to be reading from Isaiah 58, Tristan, if you would, please. Sure, verse 6. And, yeah, go slow because we'll take apart each. I think this is extremely important. Isaiah what? 58. Okay. All right, Thank Isaiah you. 58, verse 6. Is not this the fast <laughs> that I choose? To lose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free. Okay, stop. So one of the things we're seeing here is it breaks bondages. Oh. It's, and this is the one, that this is not the fast that I've chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness. So if somebody's really caught up in sin, okay, pornography, anger, lust, is, often fasting has the ability to break bonds of uh um, chains, you see, spiritual chains. That's why when Jesus came down from the Mount of Transfiguration, there was a boy there that was possessed, and the apostles could not cast the boy out of the, out of the little boy. See, the father is saying, "Why?" And they say to Jesus, "Jesus comes, and he casts the, the demon out." That's where the father says, "Jesus says to the father, if you have faith, uh, this is possible." He says, "Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief." And then Jesus cast him out. And then the apostles say, why couldn't we cast that demon out? Remember earlier, yes, they gave him, yeah. and he says, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. Mm. The spiritual, uh, there's no getting around it that Jesus fasted uh, before his temptation. You know, he had victory oh, over yeah. that. You know, he yeah. was human too. He's divine, but he's, but it gives you spiritual strength. <clears throat> it has a, that's why it says, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens. Mm. A lot of people carry heavy burdens Heck and they yeah. don't realize. And to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke. All of this suggests bondage that can be broken when we fast and pray. So can we fast for other people? Yes. Okay, yes. so, okay. Yes, for sure. Okay. Because again, Jesus says this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. When the father wasn't fasting for the boy, and the boy wasn't fast. It was others, yeah. i.e. the apostles or Jesus, mm -hmm. that had fasted and prayed and seen to cast them out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we st what we're doing, we're standing in the gap. We're interceding to the Lord with intensity. 
uh, to see uh, something broken in the life of a person we love or whatever the situation, or a country that's going through bad times might have to see things broken, alcoholism, drug abuse, these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can continue, Tristan. Verse 7, Is this not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Okay, another benefit of <clears throat> fasting is it frees up time, but it also frees up money. Think how much money you spend. Mm -hmm. Going to get food, preparing food, getting oh, rid yeah, of it. And, and if you yeah. have a side jar or something, whatever you put in that, you I, itemize it for the poor. That's how I saw this on the mission field. They would not fast. They would fast for a day, use that money, and then give it to a certain for orphans oh, like or something that like that. The yeah. other thing fasting does is it gives you empathy for those that are going hungry. Mm. See, normally we're not hungry because we have access to food. But some people do not have access to food or minimal food. But when we knowingly, on our own, choose not to, let's say, eat for a day or two days, we can now empathize in a little way. Like, whoa, I, can, I can't I can fully appreciate, but I, I'm starting to understand what it means to go hungry. Yeah, wasn't there a stat that two in, in ten people uh, are having trouble with the pandemic and getting healthy, nourishing food? And, yeah, there was some stat I saw. So this would be a great time to... Yeah pray for them yeah so that's another prayer. benefit of fasting yeah and um, then he says uh, look at look at verse 8 then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily your righteousness shall go before you look at that you wow. see how it's coming out you're yeah. coming out of burdens and yokes and darkness well, you're breaking the dark breaking away. coming yeah. out mm -hmm. you see he's it's like a cloud over here. yeah then verse 7 I'm sorry verse 8 the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. In other words, God is going to be with you in a special way. Okay, you're going to sense his presence. Then this is it. Then you shall call on the Lord and he will answer you. See what I mean about answer prayer mm. with this fasting? Mm -hmm. You shall cry and he will say what? Here, Here I, I am. am. Now, this is the Bible. This is that's, promises that's from God. Favorite, right yeah. There. yeah. How many want that kind of response? If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking of wickedness. In other words, you've got to be humble, but you've got to be repentant. You don't want to speak ill of other people. And then you can go on, Tristan, in verse 10. If you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise into the darkness and the gloom will be as noonday. Notice that. You'll walk in the light of God. So all of these benefits are here. Wow. To a real fast that's mm. done unto the Lord. Uh, we How would you on. define a real fast? Well, first of all, real fast, it, fast without prayer <laughs> is a diet. <laughs> it just is. And fasting is getting very popular today in, a, in culture, American culture. Because yeah. they're seeing the medical benefits of fasting, mm -hmm. what's called intermittent fasting. Yeah. But that's, you're just doing it for yourself, for right. your health. Or like, for your, like not eating before 10 a.m. or something like yeah, that. Or Stopping at fasting 6. Fasting for one day. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's books written. i got one mm -hmm. written by yeah. a medical doctor. There's all kind of benefits right. when you give your body a rest through fasting. As a matter of fact, in the animal kingdom, when an animal sick or injured, you know what they often do? They like a eat. lion? Or, yeah, they don't They eat. go in their cave yeah. and they just mm -hmm. don't eat. They just <laughs> sleep and they, the body replenishes itself. My point being that... Um, once we break our normal daily routine, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and stop it, then we're 
if, if we're just doing it to, for health purposes or weight, that's okay. I mean, that's not a bad thing. But when you add prayer to it, it's a whole different reason you're fasting and praying now. It's to, it's to, it's to draw closer to God. Yeah, the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, um, he says, number one, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Living sacrifice. So, okay, so some people might think, well, does that mean when I'm martyred or give my... No, not necessarily. A living sacrifice, if you sacrifice something like uh, day's food, let me see, your body's not going to like it. Mm. Your body's going to tell you you're killing it or something. Mm -hmm. I know this feeling. Mm -hmm. My point, but you're doing it unto the Lord. Right. That's a living sacrifice. Yes. Jesus says, anyone that follows me, let him pick up his cross. And follow. Well, cross is, a, is, a, is an instrument of death. But if we die to self, so to focus on God and God's will by fasting, right. do you understand this mm -hmm. principle? It teaches us self-control. That's another benefit. Right. It teaches us that we're not slaves to the body. Think of the body as like uh, the horse and our soul as the rider. Well, too many times the body has taken us wherever it wants to go. I want to do this. I want more food. I want to drink. I want to do this. Mm -hmm. But when your your soul gets stronger, it can it can it can so to speak tame those fleshly uh, yeah. impulses and instincts. You're yeah. not going to kill it. Right. You know? And I don't recommend long fasting unless somebody knows what they're doing oh, and yeah. maybe they have to talk to a doctor first because you want to stay right. hydrated yes. but nevertheless <clears throat> we're seeing some of these these benefits of fasting david so one of the guys that i wrote down uh that did a continual lifelong mm -hmm. fast that i think follows that scripture is john the baptist right mm -hmm. matthew 3 4 now john wore a garment of camels here and leather belt around his waist and his food was locusts and wild honey mm -hmm. that was continuous right so he we don't did? know. Okay. Because what John is doing there, uh -huh. he's coming out of a desert, yep. and he's going to the Jordan, and he's going to start baptizing. Did he always see on that? He may have, you know. But but uh, the self-indulgence in the, his lifestyle oh, with, yeah. the, with the camel hair, I mean, he's he's simple, simple, he's a and there was no self-indulgence there. So it seemed to me like his lifestyle was catered around the last yeah. quote you read. Yeah about making us our bodies you know exactly right. uh, okay exactly well anyway right. yeah so that's why i like that so that's that's one of those places where you see this idea of uh, yeah uh fasting mm -hmm. now sometimes you'll see this fasting is uh actually for um for revelation mm -hmm. and you see that in um daniel oh yeah daniel he's oh, very that's a good, good one you yeah. know he's he's in, he's you know he's He's in Babylon. He's not in his home of Israel. And he really believes by reading the scripture that... Um, well, he, he prayed and fasted for vision, right? He, A lot he, of times... He, he, he wants information. Yeah. He says, um, if you look at um, Daniel chapter 9, verse 2. Daniel chapter 9, verse 2. All right. Um, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, perceived... In the books, the number of years that, according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet, must pass before the end of the desolations of Jerusalem, namely 70 years. Okay, so he's reading Jeremiah the prophet, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a prophecy in there that <clears throat> Israel's going to be taken captive to Babylon for 70 years. It's coming up near that point. So he's using the word of God. You know, remember I said, seek the will of God. Mm. And that led him to prayer and fasting mm. because... Um, he wants revelation. Mm -hmm. So that's why when you look at verse 3 and verse 4. 
Then I turned my face to the Lord God, seeing him by prayer and pleas for mercy with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession, saying, O Lord, the great and awesome God, who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keeps his commandments. Okay, so notice what he's doing here. He's, he's not trying to figure it out on his own. He's praying to God for revelation. He's saying, I set my face toward God. Notice that prayer and supplication, sackcloth and ashes with fasting. See, fasting. Mm. And he prays to the Lord, and he's trying to get this insight. But then the next verse, verse 5, he says, I have sinned and committed inequity even with your people. So he's admitting his own sin. Remember I said about asking forgiveness, getting things right with God. And then he's going to receive one of the greatest revelations uh, ever, in a, in a sense, this whole chapter 9, when this angel comes mm -hmm. uh, and to reveal this. He says um, this angel is going to come and then start giving him these uh, uh, revelations. Now, in the process, of course, uh, the angel will later say, you know, um, man, I had a, I, when you started your fasting and praying, I was dispatched to come, but the Satan interfered. The prince of Persia, you know, this demonic spirit, and Michael came and ran interference. So there was a spiritual battle going on when all Daniel's doing, so to speak, is praying and fasting mm -hmm. with the spiritual battle within himself to do that. But everything is activated, you see, when we yeah. we get in the right relationship with God. You know, prayer, fasting, and he understood the scripture, and he repented. So, shoo, you know, and then he gets what's arguably one of the greatest revelations of prophecy in Daniel chapter 9. But do you understand? Sometimes it's for revelation, uh, for insight. You're trying to figure out what is God's will for my life at this particular time. So that's, that's one of the things. The other thing, of course, is, is, to, is to sanctify ourselves, to be made holy. You know, draw nine, that, That's one of the reasons Moses fasted 40 days up on that mountain. Right. He was going to be in the presence of God. Well, yeah, and, and we prayed as a family, right, mm -hmm. uh, with, for our children sure. when they had some challenges. And yeah. we're trying to move forward. And, and so we saw the power of that. Yeah, and there was numerous times uh, <laughs> we've seen uh, in our mission and yeah. individual prayer and fasting when there's a real financial need or a need let's put it that way it could be financial it could be a job situation but again fasting seems to intensify prayer yes. to a certain degree uh -huh. and that's why you'll see um, remember queen esther i mean if you, they were going they were going to be wiped out the jewish people were going, and she told her uncle mordecai fast for 3 days fast for 3 days and 3 nights cuz i'm going to go into the presence of the king and if he doesn't want me in there at that time, he'll kill me. You just can't. But she prayed for God's favor. You see what I'm saying? You go in praying for God's favor. Mm. All these different situations. Uh, maybe you have another point to bring up, either Tristan or, or David on these. But it's uh, it's the real, you know, these, these, these are the uh, instructions God has given to us. And it's, it's not well thought about a lot of times, you know. Um, what what God has uh, done for us, and uh, well, you know, a question. So in Daniel ten three, uh, it you know it talks about Daniel fasted and prayed to understand the vision he had, which uh -huh. was in nine. I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for the full three weeks. Right. So <clears throat> I assume he was fasting. He um, says he's fasting. Yeah. Um, it preceded the revelation in regards to his vision about. I guess what what would happen to God's people in the future? So, he was praying for God's people and trying to get the vision for that, right? 
Right. He, he really wants to get an understanding of that prophecy yeah. in Jeremiah that says, hey, we're going to be here seven, seven, 70 years, um, but uh, how's that going to work out? And God gives him a high detail revelation. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking about as you were talking today, John, in our show last week is understanding how to bring the kingdom to earth uh-huh. and how to push it forward. And what, what I noticed with his prayers and also Paul's is they don't specifically pray for detailed stuff. They pray for unity in the church. Uh-huh. It's more of a macro approach, right? And if so, what, I'm, what I've been wondering is should, uh-huh. I, should my prayers, you know, should I be more focused on, you know, the needs that I'm, I'm praying for but have them be related to the kingdom here on earth and pushing it forward, right? Is there a way to carve that out? so that you get more attention from the throne room in that regard? Well, yeah. I mean, kind of like it's fasting? It's not either or. We pray corporately for our yeah. country, our yeah. church, our, our mm-hmm. situation that's going on in America. Yeah. But you also pray individually. Yeah. Lord, give me wisdom and revelation yeah. and knowledge, as it says in Ephesians 1, discernment. Strengthen me in the inner man. Open my eyes that I can understand your word better. Right. So these are... It's multifaceted. It's thick, mm-hmm. like fast is like a Swiss Army knife. It's got many <laughs> applications, you know. Yeah. Look at what it does. What's going on in Esther? This is where they were going to be oh, wiped Esther, out, that's literally a good one. Yeah. wiped out. Yeah. And um, they had no resources. They had no strength. For it. Mm-hmm. And she goes uh, to her uncle in um, Esther. What? Uh, Esther, chapter four, mm-hmm. verse um, fifteen and sixteen. Esther chapter 4, verse 15 and 16. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go gather all the Jews to be found in Susa, and hold a fast on my behalf, and do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my young woman will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. See? In other words, she's, this is it. They're going to get, the Jewish people in uh, Persia at that time are going to get wiped out because of this evil man named Haman. But she says, here's what I'm going to do. You fast and pray three days. Get the people to fast and pray. I'm going to, because I'm going to go in the king. And you can't just go before the king. He'll just kill you. What are you doing here? But she says, I'm praying basically for his favor. And then I want him to protect her. And that's the prayer was answered. You see? Yeah, that's so, right. So if she would have gone before the king uninvited. He could have killed exactly, her on the spot, right? Exactly right. Yeah. But the prayer and fasting opened the doors for favor. So many times countries will pray and fast that's what our country if you study history in america there were times when uh, we had called days of national prayer and fast yeah abraham lincoln called abraham, for it revolutionary and, and that's part of the truth project we were talking about and where it talks about the history of our leaders yeah you know because all those leaders even the constitution fathers Christ, you know, the Lord was always in their prayers, thoughts, and even how they designed the Constitution oh, yeah. with equal rights. Yeah, see, we got to put God back. We do. That's yeah. why I told, I was teaching the Bible the other day. Was yeah. it yesterday? No, the day before. And I said, every time you take a penny out of your pocket or a dollar bill out of your wallet, what does yeah. it say on there? In God we trust. In God we trust. Those <laughs> right. are daily reminders. Mm-hmm. And our daily forefathers re- set that up. Yeah. yeah. In God we trust. Right. Now let's look at a time where they did it. Uh, in First Samuel seven, for national protection, First First Samuel, uh, chapter seven, and often they would do this because really Israel wasn't a very powerful nation. Quite honest, very small. They were surrounded with really um, big um, 
enemies, Assyria and Babylonian, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But look at verse, um, verse 4 and 5. Verse 4, verse four, 5, and 6. So the people of Israel put away the Baals and the Asheroth, and they served the Lord only. Then Samuel said, Gather all Israel at Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mizpah. Okay, notice first they repent. Mm -hmm. What they're doing in verse 4 is putting away little idols. Mm -hmm. See, like occultic items and this mm -hmm. and that. You see, the first day you repent, remember I said ask forgiveness. Right. Then gather the people, pray to the Lord, uh, and then it says uh, they fasted that day. And so then they admitted they sinned. But the next part of the chapter, it tells where God gives victory over the Philistines. What if they didn't do that? Maybe mm -hmm. they would have been captured and tortured. Mm -hmm. You see? But that you see this principle woven through the scriptures time and time mm -hmm. and, and time again. And uh, mm -hmm. national repentance. And it, again, it's, um, it's something God definitely wants us uh, to do and, and to um, consider the fact that you know, this is, this is, this is, what can I say? These are tools God has given to his children. These are, these are things he wants us to use. Just like um, what it says in uh, James chapter 4, mm -hmm. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, he will flee from you, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. So, that that's like, instructions you know to, to, it's like a car you know you can get in the car put in a key and drive it and put gas in it's going to go but if you take out the owner's manual oh here you have gps here you have stereophonic uh sound system here you have uh seated heats here you have this here you have that you're going to have the full benefit of what's yours mm -hmm. you understand some people get saved but they just they get saved which is really good don't get me wrong right relationship with god through jesus christ but to open the owner's manual, you know, and say, oh, look at this, what he says about prayer. And look what he says about giving. Look what he says about fasting. Look what he says to, to, to walk in everything that God has called us to walk in. It says in John chapter 10, verse 10, the enemy comes to rob, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life, salvation, and life more abundantly. Yeah. Yeah. So he wants us to live, what I mean by victorious, I mean with a certain sense of power, of peace, of joy, and influence, mm. that we can be influential, used of God, to reach other people, you know, for his kingdom's sake, to, like you do, a Bible study, or organize the youth for Christ, whatever, you know, mm. just to glorify God. But what prayer and fasting does, it gives you some impact. I, it's just what it is when you study church history. Mm. And there's some websites out there that all they are is testimonies to what happened when people were praying and fasting. Mm. I'm not saying you have to fast every time. I'm just saying it's biblical. We should be praying all the time daily. and But then again, set up side, you know, a meal, mm -hmm. a day, mm -hmm. two days, you know. Right. Any thoughts on that? I know you got more notes on this, David, We're going forward. Well, you know, I just, uh, I didn't realize it when I first became a Christian, the importance of fasting, but I've seen it work in my own mm -hmm. life. And uh, it's incredible, the difference. And I know you did that a lot with WAC. And you even, uh, I think one of the most beautiful cases I remember is when you were praying with your friend who's oh, in right Thailand. Right 
And I, you should tell that story just because, I mean, that, that's supernatural intervention right there. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, let me give this testimony. Yeah. And I'll show you a picture. And he just wrote me and this, uh-huh. and he yeah. references that. It was 1996. I was in Thailand, missionary. Yeah. And um, I met this fellow at the post office because there's not hardly any foreigners where we lived. We're up the north central part of Thailand. And we, we struck up a conversation. Here he was a German guy that lived there. He married a Thai girl. And he had been a hippie down on the beaches of southern <clears throat> Thailand until he came to Christ. And his, him and his wife, this Thai lady, they came back up to the city we were living in, Dock, and they had. Part of an inheritance, she got some land from her father, her grandfather. I forget the story. And they wanted to dedicate the Lord to do something for God there. Okay, But he says, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. And I went out and looked at the land. I tell you, it was just scrub land. It was a couple of you know, bushes here and dirt. And a real skinny cow was walking across. It just was <laughs> like, oh, man, it was just desolate. I said, Raymond, I don't know. I said, I don't know. I have any real advice for you. I said, let's do this. Why don't every Thursday we come out here and, and pray and fast that day? We'll actually come to the land. We put out a plastic mat, and we'll pray and fast, and then uh, just see what the Lord will do. Because I don't, I, I, honestly, I had no answers. I had no real guidance or like a word from the Lord for him on that. And he says, yeah, let's do that. And so um, that was how it started. About a month later, the embassy in Australia called him and says, we want to give you uh, money to buy a rice, uh, uh, what was it, uh, rice hopper, like a uh, where you bring it and it sorts the grain from the sh- from the shuck, you know, for the, because the people village was getting ripped off because the guys that were going to the they would take this to a rice mill and they were keeping all the really good stuff and just and so he he got that and that gave him real good favor with the community and then the British embassy heard about his work he had a nonprofit going they gave him some well that was what twenty. 25, 25 years ago, not quite. Today, he sent me a thing last week, a picture. He's got a school, he's got a business, he's got agricultural projects. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. He helped in rebuilding part of the stuff down after the tsunami hit down in Phuket. And he wrote me and he talked about uh, how these things started with the prayer and fasting. He wow. says, do you remember the prayer? I go, yeah. He says, do you remember the plastic mat we sat on? Now, I'm not saying that all happened because of that prayer and fasting, but I can tell you it happened right after we prayed and fasted. Wow. Not, not to our own faith. Wow. I'm not saying we had And now faith. he's got a huge facility, oh. incredible amount of assets. If I could show you on Facebook nothing. what he just sent yeah. me. But that's what he acknowledged. He wow. says it was, the, it was the Lord, you know. And mm. Time and again we've seen this happen. Where, where, you know, you're seeking the Lord, you're putting it in God's hands, and it's to, to glorify God. But... Uh, I don't know, you know, just you see it in the scripture time and time again. And it is for protection. It is for revelation. Like the church at Antioch was praying, well, who should we send as missionary? Right. And then God spoke there. Right. Um, the same thing going on here, you know, uh, throughout the scriptures. I'm, I'm quoting here, this is a declaration by Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War. Here's mm-hmm. what he said, just to show you how this country used to do this. By the United States, uh, President of the United States, a proclamation, he says this. Whereas the Senate and House of Representatives in their last session adopted a concurrent resolution was approved the second day of July on which the President said this. The President of the United States requests and appoints that day for humiliation and prayer by the people of the United States. Um, Mm -hmm. And he says here that a day, it's going to be a day of prayer 
and fasting mm -hmm. uh, because they're in the middle of civil war. So my point being that this is when the United States used to do this with pray and fast. Another one, um, this was by who? Uh, again, Abraham Lincoln. Um, set apart a day for national, they used to call it humiliation too, where you humble yourself before God and have a day of prayer and fasting. Um, so again and again in history, you see this, and man, you definitely see here, uh, who's this? This is Lincoln again. He was doing this all to, through the Civil War because he thought, you know, the country's coming apart. He says, uh, proclamation, recommended a day of public <clears throat> humiliation, prayer and fasting to be observed by the people of the United States, uh, offering a fervent supplication to Almighty God for safety and welfare of these states. Look at that. Prayer and fasting. In the, in the, in the, Our in founding the, fathers. Founding fathers, yeah. you know. Um, we, uh, We've lost we, we realize that uh, it's in our history. Yeah. It's in our history. So that's, you know, as you look at this, this whole theme of prayer and fasting, I was... Uh, uh, one of the things does, like I said earlier, it does kind of humble you. If you look at Psalm 35, verse 13. Um, Psalm th 35, uh, verse 13. If you find that, you can... All right. Um, but I... But, okay. But I, when they were sick, I wore sackcloth. I afflicted myself with fasting. I prayed with head bowed on my chest. Notice, he's praying for people that are against him. He says in verse 11... Fierce and uh, witness rise up against me. They ask me things that I do not know. They reward evil for good, for sorrow for my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sick. He's saying, I'm even praying for those that are against me. And mm. he's doing it with prayer and fasting. Mm. That's pretty powerful. That is. Mm. You know, he says, I did it with, with prayer and fasting. And then he says again, uh, this idea of uh, coming to God like that. If you just turn to 69, Psalm 69. Uh, verse 10, Psalm 69, uh, verse 10. When I wept and humbled my soul with fasting, it became my reproach. There you go. See, he humbles his soul. Sometimes people go, well, how can I be humble? How can I be uh, humiliated, you know, walk in humility? Well, one of the ways it says here is fasting. Hmm. You see, because you're putting yourself, you're putting your basic desires, food <laughs> and thirst, you know, Basic desires, you're, you're putting them under for the greater sake, right. for God. Right. Uh, so that, that is one of the ways that we do, um, you know, fasting and prayer. Now, people will say, well, um, one thing we do know is that in the scripture, um, you see this principle where uh, they fast all day, but they're fasting for a purpose. In Acts chapter 9, verse 9. Acts chapter 9, verse 9. Um, even the w wicked um, uh, know what's going on sometimes. But this is when uh, Paul, right when he came to Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Remember he was knocked on the ground on the road to Damascus? Right. And it says, look at verse 8 and 9 of chapter 9. Saul rose from the ground. Um, and then later it says, and for three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. So notice, for three days he didn't eat or drink, and then, then this man comes to him by the name of Ananias, who doesn't want, because Paul's a, 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 a 
terrorist. I mean, at that time, you know, that's all they knew about Paul. He ran around resting and killing Christians, mm -hmm. but he fasted and prayed. And then God tells this man to go to him. Very supernatural how he directs this guy. He comes to Paul, prays for him. He gets his sight back. And then the scales fall off and you've got the Apostle mm. Paul. But mm. it was preceded by three days of prayer and fasting. Mm. Do you understand? The, yes. power, the power in uh, prayer and fasting. And to the point being that, um, boy, you know... <laughs> This is a really a treasure's chest. Yeah, it is. When you uh, look for deliverance. Um. <clears throat> I mean, it's it, so, John, in uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18, I, I have this fast down now. Oh, good, yeah. Because, you know, we, we understand biblically well, why they fasted. Um, but then, you know, the question is, should we still fast today, right? Right, right. For our light and monetary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Right. So it's it's like fasting uh, taps into the supernatural right. for us. You're, right. You're, yeah. You you are forsaking the body. Right. You're focused on the spirit mm -hmm. and on the on the on the on the word of God, the will of God. Uh, but again, this this releases tremendous amount of power. Yeah, it, done with the right heart. No, get, don't get me wrong. You know, we ask mm -hmm. forgiveness for sins. We're looking for God's will in our life. But then we go into that fasting mode, and um, yeah, we see things happen. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you'll see this uh, one more time. I'm going to look at the in First mm -hmm. Samuel chapter thirty. First <laughs> Samuel chapter thirty, and this is the, just by way of information. You're listening to WNZN Radio, coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. This is 89.1 FM Radio. We really appreciate all of you tuning in today as we're studying this topic of prayer and fasting. Very, very important topic in the scriptures and in our lives. But if you look at 1 Samuel chapter 30, uh, verse 11 and 12, uh, this is where David, uh, you know, is on the run, so to speak, mm -hmm. and... Um, he really is, is seeking the Lord at this time. But look at 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 11 through 12. They found an Egyptian in the open country and brought him to David. And they gave him bread and he ate. They gave him water to drink. And they gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit revived. For he had not eaten bread or drank water for three days or three nights. Okay, so he has an eaten. See this idea of three days, three nights sometimes? Mm -hmm. But he came with a message for David about what, what had happened to the enemy. Again, this is his was a forced, uh, he just maybe didn't have you know the ability mm. to get food and water. Mm. But nevertheless, you see this thing is kind of uh, there in, in, uh, in the scripture, even with the enemies. The other thing is health. It'll speak of health, that uh, doing this uh, actually can restore health. You know, I'm talking physical health. Mm. Now that's what it says in Isaiah chapter. Then your health will spring forth speedily. And again, uh, you know, I was reading this one book by uh, the author. Uh, and he, uh, let's see. he calls it fasting and eating for health by a huh. medical doctor. And all the benefits of uh, fasting hmm. on a practical side, but wow. let alone a spiritual side. Yeah. Um, I'll just take a look at that. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's, you know, as you mm. walk through it, 
there's tremendous benefits. The other thing is um, sometimes it, it, it can, when you start the fast, uh, you'll notice that when fasting, it's really hard at the start. I'm just going to say it. Because your body doesn't like it. And we're just used to the, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner kind of routine with snacks in between. So when you break that, that, that kind of routine, the body is out of adjustment. And the body, w once you start a fast, uh, the first three days, they'll all tell you it's very difficult. But as you get to the fourth and fifth, it's not that difficult. Because hunger leaves you, and your body is just like on cruise control. Mm. It's almost operating on the food storage and the fat storage and carbs. It's it's drawn on that at that time. You know, it's actually getting impurities out of you. But it's very interesting. Yeah. But then, um, now again, I don't recommend everybody try a longer fast. But I'm just saying, I think it is a helpful thing to fast one meal, and then maybe one day. But then be specific of why you're fasting. What is the purpose of your fasting right. when you come together? Uh -huh. uh, if You don't want to not have a, a fast, um, you know, for no reason at all. I mean, you could do it just for the sake of self-control or something like that. But you want a, a reason. Well, Lord, I'm really praying so that I might see a breakthrough in this person, in this particular uh, area. And that's that's one of the things. But when David says, I humble my soul with fasting. That's for our own personal holiness. You see, part of what we want to do in this life is our sanctification. You know, we draw nigh to God, and uh, how do we do that? Well, we do it through prayer. Uh, we do it by hanging with other believers, getting together with other believers, and then, uh, then again, you know, we do it for our own sanctification, our own saintliness, which is a very important thing. Um, I just want to touch on one or two others. Um, this is when in Jonah, chapter 3, verse 5, again, it's a wicked city, and in a sense, God had pronounced judgment on this place, right? But when they heard that message from God, it says, the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast. When they saw what they did, and when God saw what they did, God repented of the evil which he has said he would do to them. Now look at that. God was going to judge these people harshly, but because he saw them praying and fasting and humbling themselves, repenting, they, they got a, sort of a reprieve. God did not, you know, send wrath down there and judgment on them. Very, very, very interesting, you know, that God hears and, and answers prayer like that. Yeah. And uh, again, you'll see this thing happening time and again. He says, because it ha it's all connected with repentance. Now rep repentance, you see. Yeah, and you know, the, the other thing about this unity and bringing the kingdom to to earth, John, uh -huh. I, I wrote down, <clears throat> what is it, John 17, Jesus prayed that all of them may be one, Father, so that the world may believe that you have sent me, verse 21. Then you look at John twelve thirty two, I... When I am lifted up from the earth, Jesus talking again, will draw all men to myself. And, and Paul had a similar approach where he did a lot of macro praying like that. That's why I asked you, you know, is there a, is there a trick to bringing the kingdom um, vision into our prayers when we're thinking yeah. about ourselves? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and, and would we get more favor by doing it that way is really what, what the bottom line question I have. 
on that as well. Yeah, I mean, you mean in corporately? You well, mean, just whatever we're praying for to have it mean more than a personal thing. You know, is there a way to, you know, well, we do both. that? Yeah. yeah, it's not either. You're praying like these guys are praying for the nation right. at one time. Yeah. Uh, you're praying for your church, for outreach, for breakthroughs, for the city. Let's say the city mm -hmm. of Cleveland. Right. Uh, but you're also praying for yourself. You want to draw near to God. You want to be mm -hmm. under more self-control. Paul says this. I keep my body under subjection, and I subdue it, lest having preached the gospel to others, I should be disqualified. See what he's saying? Right. He's saying, um, I keep my body, like an athlete, he keeps his body. Because why? If you don't, if you're not a self-controlled person, you'll be controlled by all, you know, forces all around you, entertainment, music, magazine, whatever influence. But he's saying, I keep my body under subjection. Paul at one time says, I fasted often. He says, you know, I've been in shipwrecks, I've been beat, I fasted yeah. often. Mm -hmm. So it was, a, it was like a part of his life. It, it, and it's almost, you know, um, I, I saw in some of the literature where it says Paul's prayers seem to pray more for the process than the results. Yeah. Like you look at uh, Philippians 1, 9 through 11, and this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes from Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. There you go. Yeah. So he's so, praying more for the right process to come up with the outcome. Many of the prayers in the New Testament are inner prayers. Well, okay. we pray mostly outer, you know, I need a job, uh -huh. I need this, I need safety, which is good. Mm -hmm. But it's not either or. But a lot of the prayers in the New Testament, like you just quoted, was that out of Ephesians? Or uh, Philippians 1, Philippians. 9 to 11. Or, you know, he prays, strengthen me in the inner man, give me wisdom, mm -hmm. knowledge, insight, discernment. All of those are what I call inner prayers. Oh, I see. And we don't see them. But you do, after a while, you'll see how God answers because your wisdom, your understanding gets mm. quickened. It's just spiritual, you know. Yeah. So that's it, you know, guys. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully next week we have a special guest coming on the radio program. Tristan, thanks for being part of this one today. Yeah. Thank you. And David. Yes, and, great uh, to be here. Thank but you, But again, I encourage the listeners to, on your own, do a search of the Bible. Uh, you can actually go on the Internet and look at prayer and fasting. The benefits of prayer and fasting for a Christian, they are huge, and it really can transform a person's life. So thanks again for tuning in. Thank you, David. Thank you, Tristan. God willing, we'll see all of you, or listen, <laughs> you'll be listening to us next week at this same time. God bless you all. Thank you. Bye-bye.